It's the next level. Oh, spotty bells, spotty bells, swinging through midtown. Oh, what fun to sling a web and take the bad guys down. Spotty bells, spotty bells, quipping all the time. Oh, what fun to swing around New York while fighting crime. Quipping. Hey everybody, Mark here. Steve and I took a break this week from uh, Panels to Pixels for the Defenders rewatch. Uh, but right now what you're hearing is my little review of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I'm here to give you my thoughts and my little review of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, Steve was really not into the idea. He likes the, the Netflix stuff. I like everything Marvel cartoons and everything else. He was not into the film, which I understand. But I'm a big lover of Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man. He's my favorite hero out of the whole Marvel universe. So, straight up, I love this movie. I love the cinematic cartoon of Spider-Man. It is centralized mostly around Miles Morales, but the movie has more. I love all the quick references to the old movies of Spider-Man. The Dancing Spider-Man, which was in, you know, referencing Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 3. You know, Tobey Maguire coming out of the uh, little bar doing a little twisty in hands and dancing thing. That was pretty cool and pretty funny in the beginning. Uh, the popularity of Spider-Man in general, apparently that's pervaded by the original Peter Parker uh, apparently in that universe that Miles Morales lives in, he is the big time. You know, they have comic books, they have movies, they have cartoons, they reference everything. Uh, apparently he has his own Christmas album, which is in our intro, if you did not really pay attention, but it's going to be in an outro as well, so... Uh, they had a lot of funny things in it. A lot of my favorite Spider-Men are in it. Uh, we had the pinnacle Spider-Man in the beginning of the movie, like I said, uh, which is pretty much like a focus. We had the pinnacle Spider-Man. Uh, we had the Spider-Ham, which I love too. As a kid, I actually had the Spider-Ham Spider comic book, and I, I did that for art school, actually, trying to get into a technical school for art and design. I had a draw, even though I was going in for photography, but um, I drew a spider ham, and I have one, too, which is pretty cool. Uh, I did it very well, considering. Uh, it was not traced. It was actually hand-drawn. Penny Parker and her spider bot, piloted by a, you know, a genetically enhanced spider. So it's kind of like an anime. So with spider ham being more a celluloid or old cartoon like Bugs Bunny or anything like that and how they used to do cell cartoons Penny Parker's version or Penny Parker's uh, spider person is pretty much almost anime and then uh, we have Spider Gwen which is another female which is awesome because you know that's that far off universe that's in the current comics so we have Spider Gwen and I really wanted to see Spider-Gwen because I, I'm familiar with it. But I really wanted to see Spider-Woman, but that's as close to Spider-Woman what we'll get. 
but uh, that's just me, and that's the the thirteen year old me that loves Spider Woman. And then there is Peter B. Parker, and uh, which is the in the end becomes like the pinnacle driven Peter Parker, uh, not the original Parker uh, Peter Parker that you see in the beginning of the movie that starts it all with Miles, but. Uh, he he becomes the voice and he, he's a good character. I, I like him overall. He's it's very comedic. There's so much humor in this film. You gotta love it. The villains, oh my god. Well, there are six, and no, they are not the traditional you know sinister six. But you know they were all great. Um, the story's amazing since it starts off with Miles and ends with Miles. Uh movie in the end it it basically with every story of every spider person that's in this movie they have a comic book title slap like the front page of the issue and they give a brief hi my name is peter parker oh i came from this and this is how i got my powers same thing with spider ham but of course when they get to spider ham they go and oh you were bitten by a spider he goes no i was bitten by a radioactive pig so funny had me on the floor laughing i love that scene and they all had that look of like what <laughs> so i i love that uh so the the story is based around miles being the spider-man in his universe taking over the original crazy amazing spider-man that is so popular i'm not gonna go into why and how that happened i if you've not seen the movie i suggest you go see it because it is awesome so this is a little sad since we see someone go i'm not gonna say how or what happened but you know this movie has several heartbreaks in it you know um there's a line for every spider person in there each apparently loses an uncle or somebody close to them that resembles that um spider gwen had one where it was the her peter parker in her life who didn't have spider powers then you have peter b parker and the original peter parker who both lost uncle ben and penny who lost her uncle as well i they didn't really mention if it was ben parker but uh, and then uh, Spider-Ham has his own backstory, but they didn't really go too far into those two because I think it for continuity they didn't want to make things too redundant. But you know, honestly, uh, it a lot of had a lot of heart to it the movie, and I enjoyed it immensely. So I, I can't really give any more than that. Uh, the gags were amazing. Gotta love the gags in this movie. There were so many. When Peter B. Parker tells Miles to get rid of the bagel, then the bagel th- gets thrown by Miles. You see, you know, the typical comic booky thing. He throws the bagel and it says, bagel. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, the, the basically balloon bubbles that you see from Miles' mind as soon as he gets bit, everything comes out almost like a comic book with his thoughts. And he sees the thoughts bubbles and it's like an ongoing gag. And to me, that is, it's fun and amazing to see that because you see that in real life. Uh, I also stated before that Spider-Ham is kind of like the typical cell animation from back in the day from like, 
I, would, I don't know, I would say go back to the 30s to all the way till maybe the 80s, where they used cell prints and sheets where they would flip and that would give you the cartoon character's movements. He was done the same way. Uh, and then where you had Penny Parker, who was more anime, very much almost like if you watch Akira or those kind of Japanese kind of style uh, cartoons. I enjoy those films for what they are, and I enjoyed her character the way it was and the way it was created and put into the into the actual movie. But then again, you have like the Miles Morales, you have uh, Peter B. Parker, and uh, you know Spider Gwen. So you have Gwen Stacy who's Spider Gwen. They're all drawn pretty much in that typical new computer esque, but it had almost that. Um, Lord of the Rings kind of animation. If you remember the Lord of the Rings from like the 70s and the 80s, they had this thing where they actually filmed people and they drew cartoons over them. That's how their movements were in this. But the actual, uh, the way they look and the way they were conceived within the computer, you could see dots in their face for the coloring, almost similar to like a comic book. And I love that aspect because it almost brings, like, as it brings the comic book to life. Brings a lot of depth, a lot of transition, a lot of feeling to it. And you can actually see the feeling in the character's movements in their face. Uh, like I said, the the story's based about, uh, upon Miles becoming the Spider-Man in this universe. Uh, the one that he never knew he could be, you know. It, it was a beginning and a passing of the baton of a new Spider-Man from the Spider-Man that was in that world to whereas Miles got bit and he has his own and then these other people from this Spider-Man or Spider-Verse brings the Spider-Man out of him. He finds his calling. So I really do enjoy it, not because of all the Spider-Man, but, you know, they, they bring a Spider-Man of ethnic background. It's not the typical white person. You you have Miles. He's a, a mixed family. He's Hispanic. He's black. He, he's a current kid in this world, which is an amalgam of everything. And I love that. And, you know, you, you got that feel of hip-hop. You have the Spanish culture. You The whole movie embraces it. And... You, you could feel it in the music. You could feel it in the rhythm and how the movie flows. I'm loving it. I can't endorse this any more than anything. I hope they plan to, you know, bring a live-action Miles Morales soon. Uh, I want to see that so bad. He's not my generation Spider-Man, but he is the future of what Marvel can do with these characters. So, my, my recommendation for anybody out there is go see this movie it is awesome like i said we will be back in full force with the uh defenders next week uh we will be wrapping that up and we hopefully will be going into something new i'm hoping uh by the time that we finish defenders we go into the new punisher season because uh, we started off with the punisher last year when i first started this podcast and now punisher season two which may be the last because they're canceling a lot. So from Netflix, I'm hoping that we could finish that. And we could delve into others like, you know, the new Daredevil that we haven't we spoke about we never really got into. I also want to go into some older stuff, an older movie that 
maybe in the 70s, the 80s, things of that nature. I've been talking about this and like throwing those ideas out there because uh, I've been around a long time and I, I've watched in all this stuff since I was a kid. Uh, honestly, you know, the, the thing that started me off as a kid was uh, Spider-Man 1978. You know, gotta love that uh, live-action Spider-Man from 1978. <laughs> so we could talk about this. I could bring other people in. Steve could always talk about this as well but um uh we could also talk about everything current that's going on in the uh the moral universe because everything is coming out and as we know a lot's coming around the bend i believe uh what was x-men dark phoenix is coming out in spring we have wow we got captain marvel coming out after that is avengers and games sorry gotta get that right I keep keep calling it the Infinity Wars Part Two, but it's uh, Captain Marvel, Avengers Endgame, uh, I believe X Men, Dark Phoenix. Then we're gonna get Spider Man into Spider Man uh, Far From Home. So Spider Man Far From Home, and then then after that we're gonna get New Mutants at the end of August or the beginning of August, and uh, that's something that I've been wanting to see, because it's almost like a, a horror movie, the way they actually presented it, but these, this is the last of the Fox properties, so the X-Men, Dark Phoenix, and uh, the New Mutants movie are going to be the last of the Fox properties that are going to be out there, everything after that is going to Disney Marvel, so with that, we don't know what's going on, after the new year, we'll find out more, I really want to know what's going on with the Disney Marvel app that's going on because I would subscribe to it as long as they have every bit of content for just under one price. So I want all my Star Wars. I want all my Marvel. I want all my Muppets and all that good stuff all under one blanket. If I could get that all into one particular app, I'll be happy and I'll be okay with that. I'll pay that money. I'll pay what if it's 25 bucks, I'll pay it. But if it's more than that, I'll be like, mm, no, see ya, goodbye. Because, honestly, it's not worth it in the end. You know, they make enough money as it is. But, honestly, you know, with all the apps that are out there, people are getting pulled left and right. And you would think that Disney would want people to be more there. So, make it more affordable for the masses. So, my feeling is, if it's beyond 25 bucks, I'm going to be on the ledge about that. I'm not sure if I would actually make that jump. Because, you know, I'm paying for AMC Premiere. I'm paying for Amazon Prime. Uh, I don't do Netflix, but my family does, so I have a, I'm able to get that. So, I'm already paying two app sources at the moment. So, with that, you're looking at almost, what? I'm looking at, like, close to 20, 30 bucks. Then I have to pay another one? And then you have to factor in your cable bills. So it's a lot to process and a lot to accept. But, you know, we have to figure out. But my feeling is if they put everything under one thing, that'll be perfect to me. Honestly, if I get my Star Wars, my Marvel, Disney, and Muppets and all that good stuff under one particular app, I'll be happy. So, well, with that, until next time, uh, Steve and I will be back next week. We'll talk about the the remaining two episodes of Marvel's Defenders. And you could always, like I said before, contact us through our Facebook, which would be www.facebook slash panels to pixels.com. And you, that's on our Facebook page. Please go on there, comment, 
or you could email us at panels2pixels1 at gmail.com. That's panels2topixels, the number one, at gmail.com. And just leave us a message. Tell us what you think. If you have any suggestions, I'd be glad to hear it. I want to hear everybody's feedback on this. So until then, we'll talk to you guys soon. Please keep reading those comic books. Keep watching those Marvel films. And do keep listening to the Next Level Network podcasts that are out there. Ben's doing great with the Spotlight podcast. DC Primetime is in prime effect, but uh, they just kind of wrapped up. But go listen to those back episodes. They're awesome. And go listen to all the other podcasts that are on the Next Level Network podcast network. It's awesome. You know, we got a lot of great podcasts out there. And thank you for listening. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, and good night. Get oh, spotty bell, spotty bell, swinging through midtown. Oh, what fun to sling a web and take the bad guys down.